Johnson, this is part two of our resilient uh, communities or how you how you become more resilient through life in community or, or you know, building communities. Yes. And um, I want to start uh, from 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 the start now, I want to start with the with a quote, a quote that is for me, it's, it's an amazing quote from Marcus Aurelius. It says that which is not good for the beehive cannot be good for the bees. It might be a bit controversial because there is something that people always discuss about community versus individualism, mm -hmm. right? Uh, where does community start, uh, let's say stop individualism starts and the other way around. So the question for me is, um, yes, let's build resilient communities, but what about the, the identity of the individual and what about uh, um, uh, who we are as a person? How, how, do you, how do you navigate through this, let's say, conundrum in, in many ways? Yes, so can, can you just run that past me again? It, the, the quote is, what's not good for the beehive cannot be good, be for, good the for the beast. So what does that mean for you? For me, it's basically that everything that we need, everything that is of goodness, comes from the aspects of the beehive. And, and if you live, the, if you see the life of the beast, let me put it that way. There was a movie um, years ago called The Bee Movie. You know, it was the main character. I think his name was uh, Barry, Barry, uh, Barry B. Benson, something like that. Mm -hmm. And and the whole struggle of this B character was to finding himself inside of a context that people were told him how to behave and what he he was supposed to be doing. He he had to accept life in the beehive as it is, but he didn't want that. He still wanted the good for the beehive, but he wanted to do something with his life that was like different from what was allocated to him, and that was the whole crisis that come to him to find a place in the world and society in even a bee society and then he goes through a number of different adventures i doesn't doesn't it's not relevant here but the relevant here is that even in that context it was an individual trying to find his identity but at the same time wanting the good for the community or wanting to be part of that community and wanting that community to be proud of him Right. Um, so the question is that um, I know because I was brought up uh, in an environment where community is very important. You know, um, we, we tend to say in Brazil that we, Brazilians do everything together, everything community based. And there are many countries in the world where that is true. But personally, I really like my private time as an individual seeking my own identity. So in terms of resilience, we know that we have we need to have resilient individuals. At the same time, important that community be, to become resilient. So there, there is this relationship between community and the individual and vice versa. And some, sometimes for me, it's a fine balance between the community allowing the individual to, to flourish and grow in their individuality and the individual also realizing that that individuality is for the service of the community also and the people around him. He does not exist in a vacuum. And that is the context where I'm talking about. Okay, so I guess for you, it, it's kind of like, um, so you, you've you been brought up, and I know what you're talking about, when um, in the past, 
I've, I've come into your house and I've visited you and, and suddenly I open the door and there's, there's about 15, 20 Brazilians all over the place. I'm thinking, wow, these, these guys love being together. And at the same time, you're saying, well, there's a piece of you that says, I, I belong with these people. They're, they're part of my tribe, so to speak. But there's a bit of you that, that you think, well, that mean that you don't fit in there or you you want to fit in there or so there's some sort of shift in your identity that happens and right. and, and for me also the aspect of uh, the community feeds into the life of an individual but the vice versa right mm -hmm. i think that's what marcos Aurelius is is talking about there must be uh, a synergistic relationship between the two and I guess you, what you're saying is, is that unless you find that, that, that balance, the community won't be resilient and the, the individual definitely will, will, will not be because I guess the, the, ultimate, the ultimate in that is that you have to leave the community. Exactly. And that I have many cases and I have friend, friends in also around where I am now and close people to me who had literally to leave the community where they were because it was very toxic. Yep. And there are some roles that has been ascribed and there are some mean, let's say some archetypes and you cannot leave that because that's how they perceive you. So that is, there are some elements there that is, I think it's true to say for quite a few of, the, of us, one day have to leave, but on the other hand, that uh, exit does not necessarily mean that you live in, isolate, in isolation. You will find a new community. Yes. You will find people who understand you for who you are and accept you in that way. And together you can build a community and commonality and common ground. For me, the point here, as we start the, the second part is about the fine balance between community and indiv individualism and identity. So what I've been looking at recently is um, nomad living, okay. which is based around, um, well, it's now, I think it's almost exploded, certainly in, in North America. Um, it, the, the act, there's an actual explosion of people who have been forced out of communities because, because in 2008, there was a recession um, and now, you know, things have got so much worse because we're, we're shrunk down in, into isolation because of COVID. And wherever people have lost their jobs or, or this sort of things have befallen them, a lot of them have moved out um, out of necessity into living on the, on, the, on the roads. When I say on the road, I don't mean on the roadside. Yeah, they have people who who bought camper vans. There are people who who've converted um, vans to live in, and there's been a huge explosion in this. There's also been a huge explosion in tiny houses. Mm -hmm. if, yeah, I know that. I've been following that a little bit. So if if you search these things, you find that that there's a group of people who have left their known community, mm -hmm. but at the same time. What, what I've noticed as well is, is that you might say, well, I, I'm in the back of a van, I'm sleeping in it, I'm eating in it, all of my possessions are in this van. 
and you think this is one individual. But in time, what, what seems to have happened is, is that these individuals are now started to gel together to form another community. Mm -hmm. So there is a, a nomad community that exists. Um, a lot of it can be online and some of it can be in and around perhaps campsites that, that they know that they're welcome in. Okay, so. that's, that's very interesting. But, that, but then I think if you dig deeper, I'm not sure into these new communities forming, there yeah. might be that balance between we'll welcome you here for who you are, but you yeah. also help us to build a better community. And that is that exchange of value that occurs that I found myself from, for, from who I am in there, but it also allowed me to be who I am. So there is that exchange. And, and that's probably where the beehive element is important because Without the beehive, the bee doesn't survive. But without the bees, the beehive doesn't survive. Correct. And so that, that's the sense of, um, for us, moving it slightly onward from bees. So bees, I think, don't change a lot. A, a beehive, a community, it remains a community. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the key differences between communities of people Yeah is that the community has to change. Evolve, exactly. It has, it has, exactly, it has to evolve. And, and one person must leave a community if that is toxic and that is not supporting anymore uh, the lives and if it's, it's not viable anymore. Correct, right? correct. So when, when if, if the, the individual who, who lives in a, in a I, want, I don't want to call it a standard community, a, a long established community mm -hmm. uh, is exposed to new, to new inputs. Like for instance, where you are, you, you have, your life has been transformed by moving out of a Brazilian culture mm -hmm. in, into a, a European culture. And so I guess well, I think was, I would say it was a UK and now European, because again, it's completely different from a British culture to an Austrian culture, for example. Exactly. So, so your mindset has expanded for the good or for the bad. Things have happened. Your experiences have meant that you've, you've, your mindset has shifted. And so to, to go back into a community that you've come from, it would be very difficult if that community is not changing at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you're, you're talking about is that a resilient individual is, has to be resilient in the context of a community. It, it, it finds, it finds resilience in who, who he or she is Yes. within the context of a community yes. that resilience also supports the community and the collective resilience of the community also supports the individual that's a very complex structure but that's who we are yes. as human beings so i just come back to the, the nomad living guys so if you watch some of them you would find that um the groups of people who you either you form a community or on interest for example, you know, we all like photography, say, okay? But the nomads are there because 
but we can't afford to live where we are anymore. So we have to find a new way of living. So the community can be based around a negative. It's like, oh, you know, da da da, taxes are high and it's all this sort of stuff or it's political or whatever it is. So there's, there can be a negative element of forming a community. We, we all want to moan about the same thing. But I think you find those communities are very short lived because they become toxic in themselves. Mm -hmm. But if you build a community around needs or sharing information, so how, how do you live in your camper van with, with no heating? Oh, well, I use, I use a gas stove or I use solar panel or so how do you how do you then um, build a, a solar? What is your I was going to say a solar system, but what is your system of solar power looks like? And so that starts to gel around the sharing of information. Mm -hmm. And I think that's and that, that information leads to support, correct, or, or, or better support, isn't it? Exchanges, yes, and um, you know not only knowledge but uh, resources, etc. Exactly, and so the the community that that starts to form that nascent community starts to become more and more resilient mm -hmm. based on the shared values. Okay, no, no, absolutely, excellent. For 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 the listener or for someone watching the program, the important thing is to you, you keep keep moving towards finding who you are. But the best way that that might happen is in the context of an exchange and uh, a synergy with people of like-minded, you know, uh, you know, like-minded people within the community. Correct. Correct. And I think we will come and talk a bit further on about it in terms of so you see it in businesses as well. Mm -hmm. So, but what we're, we're trying to what we're trying to build here exactly what, what we're trying to build here. But it it's in and around that same thing of of there is a shared value mm -hmm. with different experiences. And then you bring in your, your expertise and you start to build together something that, that everybody benefits from. Maybe not in the same way, but, but we all can, can benefit. And, and, and perhaps there is even the knowledge that community is not, uh, it shouldn't be forever. It's a moment in life, a group of friends or a community that you, there is a time and there might be the time to leave and, yes. and move on in the journey, right? Correct, yes. So again, this, this is part, I guess, of, of certainly it, it's accelerated since the millennium where we are now no longer physically bound to one space. Mm -hmm. Whereas maybe 40, 50 years ago, you know, you, the, the place you're born is a place you die. Mm -hmm. But now, as, as you have demonstrated, and I know f for myself, where the chances of me dying where I was born are pretty slim because of, of the geographical shift. Mm. And so the, the, there's a, the, again, that's the other piece, the transient nature of communities versus some sort of thing that has semi-permanence. So how long are you going to be there? Who are you building a community with? You know, it, it might be five years, it might be 10 years, it might be two weeks. 
And I think there is something very funny. Let's just bring this, let's get a 108 degree change to talk about something you brought up uh, for when we're putting together the, this couple of episodes, which is the me community. Yes. And that is so true because um, by living within all these communities and all these places, it's almost like there are different versions of me hanging around somewhere. And I was talking to uh, a friend from 20, 30 years ago, I don't know, I mean, 20 at least. And I think there's been like, 10 years ago was the last time I saw him. And uh, me and my brother, and, and we, we met online because he's still there in, in Brazil. But he was telling me of the things that I did for him and I spoke to him. And when he was talking to me, in my mind, clearly that wasn't me. That uh, was somebody else. Yeah. Clearly that was not a life I have ever lived. And I got completely detached, even emotionally, from mm -hmm. what he was saying. And I was trying to figure out what does it mean? But he was deeply moved because it was a moment in his life that he needed something uh, emotionally. And I, I, I helped him in that time. Uh, and, and, and then tears came back to his face and I felt, well, I'm not connecting with it because I'm not in there anymore. And I'm a completely different individual. But then you came up with that thing about the me community. There is more than one you. And I would love to you for you to explain that to us. Okay. So what you have, you have just described one, one part of that, that, that your past you, um, and the X number of years ago, you behaved in a certain way. You, you took actions in a certain way. You helped somebody in a particular way. But now because you shifted, you shifted physically, you shifted, I, I would guess, mentally, um, you shifted in terms of knowledge, you, you shifted pretty certainly spiritually as well. That all of these shifts means that, that you are not the same person that you were then. And so when, when we make decisions about ourselves, it's like, well, how do you figure out what the, somebody says, well, how do you make the best decision for you? Um, and the answer is based on, a, on an average, I guess. You have to average out if possible. And it's very, very difficult to do it when you're, you're younger. So a 20-year-old would come up with a, a different answer to a 30-year-old, to a 40-year-old, to a 60-year-old. So what is the thing that you want that's best for you? Because you can't see very clearly that a community of you. So there's a community of Andy that, that exists throughout time. And so for the whole community of, of Andy Lima, to, what is the best for Andy Lima? The best would be an average possibly the best might be well at 20 you make a decision but leave it so it's flexible so that you can keep changing you accommodate to the development etc that allows for you to be more resilient 
And, and there is something that it, you mentioned, I, I, I quite like the idea of every action and decision now compounded over time will affect all the future uh, yours. You, so, yes. so yeah. yeah, oh, sorry, all the future years rather, yes. Yeah. So, um, and that is a fascinating idea, isn't it? That um, whichever way we go now, there is always a future you, me or you, you know, future yes. us, that yes. will be affected by these decisions. And some yes. of these decisions are also, also have been affected by past us, right? Yes. Yep. So that's in terms of resilience, when you say, you know, there are some tough choices that, that come along in life. There are some temptations for uh, an easy win, you know. So if you think about it, let me think about it in terms of, say, donuts. If, if you think, shall I eat this donut now? No problem. You today, assuming everything is, is normal, can eat a donut. Fine. But let's say you then multiply it, like, say, compounded over time, the same donut, well, not the same donut, but a donut, same size, you multiply it by one donut a day times one week times one month times one year. Can you see where this donut is going to take you? It is massive, and that's just one donut. So in, in terms of choices we make, it's, it's key to sort of figure out, well, hold on, there is something we are all, and we, we touched on it before on a, on a previous um, episode we did, a podcast on, on the compound effect. Mm -hmm. And that is massive. Exactly. So what you're saying is that we are a community of a past, present, future us. Yes. That is like passing on that, uh, the compound decisions, the compound choices of who yes. we are yes. is shaping this community. Yes. And that, that's why I think one of the big pieces um, we, we would talk about is love, mm -hmm. acceptance and forgiveness. And you're thinking, oh, what's that got to do with anything? Well, we're not going touchy-feely here, are we? And saying, yes, we are, because we are, we are mind, body, and spirit. And the connection between all of these is values like love, mm -hmm. is values like forgiveness, where you can forgive yourself for decisions made in the past and loving yourself enough to say, I love my future self enough that I'm not going to eat one donut a week for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. And that is gradually making you more resilient. Yes on those choices that you make for your future self. Yes. And so I think you, you, you would say it in, in terms of the stoic thinking, where the decisions that you're making now are, are powerful decisions. They're huge. No, so, I, I absolutely, I agree with you. Um, so, so this is this is very interesting, um, very fascinating um, uh, thoughts there. But what if I'm not part of any community, or what if I'm not connected anywhere? How can I start? How can I join a community, or 
how does one go about finding a place to be in a place to to develop that resilience inside i think and and, and as, a, as part of a community i think joseph campbell said it best he said joseph campbell was, was the um the guy who who came up with the idea of the hero's journey for people who don't don't know his work and he said follow your bliss that follow what your passion is on so while we think we, you, you know we are unique well in a lot of ways we're not so what do you like for example do you like running do you like cooking maybe you like cooking curries maybe you like cooking thai food do you like reading and i know you do so mm -hmm. then you drill down and you say well, what do you actually like reading is it fiction well let's drill down a little further do you like reading science fiction are you into you know um history well which type of history do you, do you like mm -hmm. is, it, is it world history is it brazilian history is it british history is it medieval history whatever your interest is you will find people who have similar interests i i think it's absolutely true and i remember when i was trying to bind, uh, bounce back from a very difficult moment and that was like uh, over 10 years ago already um and um i think i think uh, almost 10 years ago i think a little bit less mm -hmm. than that I think you mentioned something to me. Why don't you join a community? Why don't you go on couch surfing, for example? By the way, we're not sponsored by none of that, but <laughs> I'm just mentioning because I think you mentioned that. Yeah. And and then I suddenly start looking and I found one close by and then I went to their meetings. And and in my mind, there was something that I've never done that I always wanted to do, which was climbing. And I start talking to them and suddenly I realized there were a few climbers there. Yeah. And from there, I started developing that. It's absolutely right. Yes. But you have to step out of the house, of your house, and even in a house, a house, not only necessarily your physical yes. environment, you have to step out of fear or anything that is holding you back to yes. ask questions. Correct. And, and, and then trying to find something there, right? And I, and I know for a fact you, you don't um, do climbing anymore, not for a little while, correct? Mm -hmm. So that's another example. Where well, uh, we, we do we do quite a lot of hiking, but not rope climbing, not not anymore. So, no. no, but that, what I mean is this: that you know, some number of years ago, you found you found yourself in a community of people mm -hmm. with a shared interest. Maybe not quite a, a, a blister would last you, you know, for the rest of your life. I don't know. Maybe you come back to it, but for one period in your life you found a group of people who had a shared interest with. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember at the time, because I, I used to, to look at you and laugh, you used to do all these uh, tough mother type stuff, mm -hmm. running, jumping in the mud, crawling underneath barbed wire and all this sort of stuff. But, but in that you found a community, mm -hmm. you found a place that I guess you're welcome, a place that you can express something of yourself, Mm -hmm. but it didn't have to last forever no and i think that true. that's where you're coming from with this that that the community will go on even though you're no longer there but but the but the contribution that you leave there makes them resilient the contribution yeah. that they may they, they they may in your 
to your life makes you more resilient. And that's the exactly. important thing. Exactly. That, that's, that's a give, give. You, you've given something into them in, in being there, in contributing to the energy and the vibrancy of your community. And they would have contributed something to your well-being at that point in your life when it, mm -hmm. a little bit, your, your life was on a low ebb. And so in the end of the day, if you can't find a community, start one, correct? Exactly. If you can't find one, start one. Because, like I said, we, we, we do have shared interests. Mm -hmm. We all, even in the depths of despair, you know, I think you can find community. They come in all sorts of different shapes, sizes, colors. Yes, no, absolutely. I was reading that this uh, book uh, from Tom Ross about community building, and he was talking about this nerd fitness community. Yes. So, I mean, you can actually go super niche in anything, and you will find something for yourself. Somebody's got to be doing it somewhere because if, if it doesn't, you know, just start one. Exactly. And that this is some of the, the most exciting communities to be part of. That is when you're cutting edge in whatever it is you're on you're you're into. Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. In, and, and I think by becoming resilient, uh, also there is an element of leadership that naturally comes out of you. Yes. Because people in community gravitate around those people who are displaying that, uh, let's say brightness, that uh, uh, resemblance of, of resilience, of strength, yes. you know, to give and to share. So people tend to gravitate around individuals that display naturally that giving that loving you know uh let's say um spirit exactly and i know from somebody who would much prefer that somebody else take the lead if somebody else takes the lead in an area that i'm into i'm i'm usually more than happy to follow but that's that's a personality thing mm -hmm. and so if if somebody steps up to the mark and starts a community in a new direction, you will find people who will gravitate to that. Mm -hmm. Because that people, you know, we've known that for years, the power of attraction. It, yes. it is so much more attractive when there's something positive to look forward to. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I agree with you entirely. Um, so, in, in terms of, I think communities is basically communities uh, or community building, it, not only local communities or, or hobbies or interest communities, but even business, Johnson. Correct, correct. The whole, think, the whole aspect of business is changing because of community building. So I think you've, you said it sometime, one of, one of the things that's really close to your heart is, is the phrase, build, don't sell. Exactly. This is a phrase that I've been carrying for a long time. So since, just, I, yeah. since I decided th that came to me like almost like whispered in my ear and I, for my businesses or ventures that I was part of it before, I said, no, let's stop that selling transactional. Let's build relationships. So, so just, just, just run that through for a few minutes for, for, for people who don't quite get what that means. So basically, 
it's not that, I mean, some people criticize it. Okay, so if you don't sell, you don't make money. To make money, you die, right? As a yeah. business. But the nature of business is changing such a way that it's less transactional and it's more relational. Yeah. And it's finding value and finding a currency of value that is transcend the, the exchange of currency, right? Yeah. Is that I'm willing to give my time to Netflix because somehow I get value. So it doesn't matter. It, yes, they are selling me a, a package or something, but I find value. So, so that, that, those companies that are building those communities, I just gave you an, an, one example. And, and also, also, I mean, they're not sponsoring us in, in any shape or form. Yeah. But I mean, so many of these communities where they still selling something, but the focal aspect is creating an identity around a community that people identifying themselves, they want to exchange their wallet or their time or both for being part of that community. And that is the new, I mean, there is a, a recent uh, Harvard Business Review um, article says how businesses shift from selling products to building networks and building communities. And that's a very important aspect because this is, this is almost like what we're trying to do with MLC, right? Well, mental yeah. life choices, we're not even selling anything or we might have something that might be sold at some point, but at the moment, or what we're trying to do is to get people passionate about holistic transformation, making the right choices and resilient, resilience. Yes. That's, that's what we're all about and bringing people together. Yes. Exactly. Because from, 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 the, from our past lives or our past us and community, we come from areas of brokenness that somehow got mended. And now we want to give something back to the community. Yes. We could start an e-commerce and sell some products, but that is not how, that is not the ethos of, of exchanging value anymore. Yep. And so I think that it, it's exactly the same. So it, it, it starts with a question in terms of values uh, that has to be answered for, for any community is, is why are we coming together? What's the point of coming together? So and, and generally speaking, communities are more resilient than businesses. Yes. Only businesses, only purely transactional businesses. Correct. So in a, in a transactional business, I think I understand it like this. You know, if I was trying to sell you a car and I start to, to rubbish you and say, oh, whatever negative thing I want to say or give you bad customer service, at the end of the day, you, you might buy the car because it's a cheap car. But the chances are you'll never come back to buy another car for me because you think, wow, that guy is awful. I'm not going back there again. Whereas if, if you have something that's built on relationship, that, that this guy who is selling you this car genuinely is interested in the fact that you have two kids, five kids, whatever it is. And, and it's still, yeah, he wants to sell you a car because he has to make some money. But he wants to form a relationship that is more than a one-off transaction then it becomes resilient in terms of, in terms of a business. 
and, and from business for, for business owners or let's say restaurant if you're in a restaurant or if you're a hairdresser or or i don't know if you sell cars or any any type of business if you're in service or consumer brand or if you are serving other companies i've seen so many examples time and time again that through community building you create a powerful synergy that supports you through very, very much tough times. And that's exactly the type of times we're living in the moment. Yes. Right. With a lot of uncertainty and, and those people who build communities, they can actually navigate through those uncharted waters and difficult times and times of transition or, or challenges. Yeah. And I think that the key word in there is that is loyalty. Mm-hmm. That, that we are loyal, not, you know, some people are loyal to a brand, but I think those those days are, are, are starting to wane now. Uh, absolutely. So I, I might like, uh, I don't know, I might like Levi's or I might like whatever um, Ford Motor Co or, or whatever it is. And think, yeah, you, you always do that. Mm-hmm. But, but now it's changed, things are changing to degree we're not so much loyal to the brand anymore, but we're loyal to the community around because we have relationship with the community. Mm-hmm. The people, but also the value that we find and the purpose that we find in that community for ourselves also. Yes. And that, that gives it um, longevity. Mm-hmm. That gives it a sense of um, that this will last a bit longer or further on with somebody that or some company that doesn't have that. I think, um, what's that? Uh, Harley Davidson mm-hmm. have that sense of, of community building. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't sell you a motorbike. I don't have a Harley, but I, I, when you talk to the, the real Harley enthusiast, they talk as if it's their family. I think, oh, wow. But it's not just the bike, it's the people around you. It's the, Let's talk about the, the, the wheel. Let's, let, let me show you how I do this, which is the other piece of community, is that for the guys who are into Harleys, they, they say, well, uh, we're sharing information that we add value to the community because we know how to do this. We have modified some part there that helps me do something, but I'm willing to give it into the community so that it, become self-sustaining and if you build that purposeful community you don't have to sell because people will buy yes and that is the shift right you're not selling because they will hey is there anything here i can buy i mean do you have a t-shirt i can buy from you or anything because they want to contribute somehow because they know there is value coming from what you're doing yes exactly and i think that's where and that's what we we see in the birth of Patreon or many other other sites where you can donate, and people yep. really do donate because they get a lot of value out of uh, out of these people. Yeah, Patreon is huge in that respect. Um, the, the crowdfunding places w- within the web allow that um, connection to happen in in a two way direction. So it has to be a two way street. Mm-hmm. The days of the one way is, is, is disappearing quickly. Mm-hmm. 
and that that also supports resilience of any yeah. shape and form within those communities right yeah it gets them up and running it gets them stronger it gets them you know finding their purpose and that is even happened businesses are really shaped inwardly now because people are wanting to work for companies that not only pay them a good salary anymore but they need to find purpose they need to have a purpose that is beyond the profit exactly and that's a big one within any community it's that sense of purpose mm -hmm. so so for millennials onward purpose is is the word i'm not interested in in something that that is simply a nine to five or a nine to nine whatever and this is the funny thing about it the greater the purpose the more likely you are to put effort time blood sweat and tears into it willing you absolutely no absolutely that is absolutely fantastic johnson great talking to you so this is it comes to an end now our part two in this community building resilience uh, in community um it's well it's been excellent uh, discussing those uh, aspects with you and this is exactly what we're trying to do with mlc correct exactly so even as, as we say you know hopefully we're, we're looking to to walk the walk because even in, in the governance and the legal framework if if as we're looking we're looking to develop a, a cic which mm -hmm. is a community interested company versus a plc and even in that or limited or even a, yeah it's not a limited by guarantee company on its own but the sense of community in there ties you into to things that that for instance the, the number the percentage uh dividend shares of a company is a cip of 35 percent max so it means that most of the stuff has to go back into building the community mm -hmm. so you have to 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 show that we're serious in what we're doing you one way of showing it is within the structure mm -hmm. and creating that transparency and openness and also a place that doesn't necessarily always have to do what we're saying but we are very much flat democratic and open community yes and, and that sort of structure also allows people like say with the transparency certain investors will come in based on the fact that, that mm -hmm. this is what they see and sponsors etc etc and contributors and people who come yeah and it's a, it's growing it's a growing movement i'm very excited about it and uh, i think we are connecting with a lot of people we have a good team now coming close to us more people are coming close to us also and uh, there's a lot for us to learn there's a lot on the technical side and then i think the team has a lot of patience with us uh and the things that we do wrong and then you know the guys in brazil or the uk those people supporting us uh and helping us to build this i mean a big shout out to kaylee who's doing a great job for us on linkedin and gustavo in brazil is doing a great job for us on the website and the team behind them so i think it's just early days right it, it is early exciting days <laughs> no absolutely absolutely yeah. community is the way forward is the way to go johnson nice talking to you guys if you like this episode please please just click there share 
uh, pass the content forward to someone that you know that is going to benefit from it. Subscribe to the channels, follow us on, on, on social. We would love to hear from you also. We got now a journal on the website that you can download and you can take 21 days on uh, resilience. Um, we're putting a, a, an event together soon, right, Johnson? We don't have the dates yet, but it's going to be in October some sometime. Yes. It's, it's, it's in the autumn time where we're going to, to put um, a resilience event together where it, we will all come together. We, we're inviting people to, to come and share that day with us, to bring, bring your knowledge, bring your experience, bring your expectations so we can all add value to each other. Fantastic. Thank you very much, brother. Thank you. Thank okay. you, guys. We'll speak sometime soon. Take care. Bye for now.